Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Larry Wilmore, and this is Black on the Air. Always good to be back on Black on the Air. <laughs> Hope you guys are doing well. Really fun show today. Uh, Jesus and Miro of the show, Jesus and Miro on Showtime. It's uh, one of the new shows in the late night um, environment right now. You'll have so much fun listening to that. Those guys are so entertaining. They used to have a show on Vice or Viceland, whatever that channel was. And uh, they had kind of a, a cult audience and really did well over there. And now Showtime picked them up and they're doing so far so good. They got some good reviews and uh, those guys are really shaking it up. So I think you'll enjoy that conversation. Other than that, what is going on? There's a few things going on. The whole Mueller thing. And uh, I told you I'm exhausted by that whole thing. Like, I, my eyes rolled in the back of my head long before <laughs> this thing came out. Like, I don't need proof that Trump is corrupt. <laughs> I just don't need proof about that, <laughs> you know, or any of these things, you know, that he's capable of types of corruption. I've always felt how many of these things are actually provable, you know, and how many of these, these things can actually be true. And the whole collision thing, I've just never believed it. Not that it wasn't possible, but that it actually happened. Because I never thought, number one, that Trump was smart enough to actually effectively collude with the Russians or even collude with the Russians. And on the other hand, I always said, why would the Russians put their trust in Trump? Why would they collude with Trump? I don't think Putin is that stupid. And we're talking about on a high level tip. We're talking about actual collusion to win an election as opposed to, I think, what's in the Mueller report some of the getting of information and that kind of politicking, which, by the way, happens in in all politics, you know, especially at that level. People are always getting information on candidates and stuff like that. But the whole collusion thing, it's been so, it's been so muddy in terms of what it actually means. People have different opinions of it and definitions of it. And I'm just exhausted by the whole thing because Trump was as surprised as anybody else to become president. I don't think he really wanted to become president. I think he was just trying to promote, you know, Trump himself and all that stuff. So anyhow, you guys have heard my opinion on this. I don't think trying to impeach Trump is the right thing to do politically. There may be evidence that he certainly has obstructed justice. If we're just talking about his language, he certainly has obstructed justice whether or not you can actually impeach him for that is a different issue. Even if you did it in the House, of course, I don't think the Senate would ever vote for it. So at the end of the day, we might be, when I say we, you know, people on the Democratic side, I'm a Democrat, would be, you know, actually making him more of a sympathetic figure, kind of the way that Bill Clinton became in the 90s when he was impeached. You know, so I don't think he can be removed from office from impeachment. And I don't know if we really want to do that. You know, we have an election coming up. I think winning this on the ground is is what has to be done and just remove him just with a just a pure fucking great victory <laughs> would be just so satisfying, you know. But um, I just think, you know, it's a good way to keep him in office if we go down this whole impeachment thing. So I'm not real high on that, on that stuff. But it'll be interesting to see who rises to the top of the Democratic side. I'm not excited about... Anybody I've seen so far, I feel like the Democrats are going to try their best to shoot themselves in the foot, as they always do. I feel like they're playing follow the leader a lot, like they're trying to figure out which issues they can really attach themselves to. Because what happens in primaries, of course, is um, the people who go furthest to the right or the left, depending on what side you're in, are always going to get the attention. That's Bernie Sanders got all that attention. 
much further left than Hillary was, and as left as as Bernie was in some of the issues. Now everybody's trying to adopt Bernie issues, you know. And also Elizabeth Warren was out there, even though she wasn't running last time. A lot of her issues she put out there, and people were calling her crazy. But now everybody's trying to adopt all of, a lot of her issues so they can make it seem like, I'm the most progressive and all this stuff. And you just have a few people who are trying to mediate, like, some of that. Um, Mayor Pete, Amy Klobuchar, I think, a couple of other people. I still don't know what to think about Kamala Harris and where she fits in this. I think she may be the most talented politically— but she's starting to sound a little too political to me for my taste, so I don't know about her. Just in some of her answers, I was watching that CNN. Uh, God, I sound bored right now. I can barely talk about this. This is how bored I am. <laughs> I'm boring myself. I'm like going to sleep as I'm talking about the Democrats running. Ah! All right. What else is going on out there? I'm tired of talking about that crap. Okay. I did want to talk about this thing real quick because it was so ridiculous. Did you, I'm sure you guys heard about this whole Kate Smith thing where the, um, I think it was the Yankees, they would play God Bless America, I think, Kate Smith's rendition. Kaya, do you know if this is true? It was the Yankees, right? Let me check. It was like seventh inning stretch or something like that. And I think the Flyers, Philadelphia Flyers, and I think it's the Flyers. I could be wrong about that, but I think it's the Flyers, actually had a statue of Kate Smith because I think – that rendition of it was real important to, I think, their games during a certain period of time or something um, is my guess. I don't know that specifically. But for the Yankees, I think they started doing it after 9-11, I believe, when they started playing it. So now it has come out to people's surprise that Kate Smith sang some songs that were a little racisty, had some racism in them. One was uh, That's Why Darkies Were Born <laughs> from 1931. And there's like another Piccaninny song or something like this. Okay, here's my opinion about this. A lot of people get upset about this and they're calling her racist and everything. And people are shocked that this thing happened. I have two opinions about this. Guys, can we please stop being shocked that America was racist? <laughs> stop it. You're going back to the 1930s and somebody's singing a song called That's Why Darkies Are Born and we're acting shocked that that type of thing can happen. And here's the thing, guys. That was not an outlier. You know, Kate Smith was not some outlier racist and people couldn't believe she was singing that darky song. No, pe- that's that's what was in the air at that time. You know, people uh, treated that like there was nothing wrong with that. In fact, Paul Robeson even sang the same song. Um, but what gets me about this whole thing, and I don't know if Kate Smith herself was known to be some kind of, of racist that did stuff. You know, I think it's all about these songs that she sang, which were... Some of them were popular songs of the day for different reasons or whatever. And I'm not excusing Kate Smith. But here's what I don't like, guys. I don't like what I call time machine racism, where you got to get in a time machine to prove somebody's racist. you got to go all the way back to fucking 1931 to make a case for something. Please stop that. Please. And remember I said, talk to me before you want to call a racial thing out. I will tell you what is important to keep your eyes on the prize. There's way too much stuff going on right now that is important than to go in the time machine and to prove that Kate Smith was racist. Please, please stop it. We need to move on from that. And we got to stop being surprised that racist things existed as an everyday thing in America because they did. They did for a long time. Where do you think Uncle Ben's rice and Aunt Jemima syrup came out of? There was a restaurant. Uh, this person didn't know. There was a rest- restaurant called Sambo's Restaurant. I was telling somebody this the other day and they were shocked couldn't believe it. I'm like, guys, Sambo's probably went away 
maybe as late as the 90s. Sambos. Can you fucking believe that? And black people ate at Sambos, too. It wasn't like it was a segregated restaurant. Tons of black people ate at Sambos. That's how casually racist America was. It was like, we're so racist, we're going to have a place that's going to be irresistible to eat at, and we're going to call it Sambos. And let's just see who shows up. There you go. So there's too much, too much that is important right now. Got to keep our eyes on the prize. Please, when I see these things about Kate Smith, it's not the thing to be fighting over. It, it really isn't. And to be concerned about or passionate about. I'm, I don't care about that crap. I'm not passionate about that. I don't think there's, there was an honest conversation about Kate Smith. I think people just knee-jerk react to those songs or whatever. That's all I got. All right, before I put myself uh, to sleep now, <laughs> you can tell when I start winding down, I'm tired of talking about something. All right, we got Jesus and Miro coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. This is a big treat today, guys. We got a couple of brothers who are really blowing it up now, and they've been doing it for a while, but it was kind of low-key, and now it's like high-key, I Pow. guess. You say, yeah. Jesus and Miro, everybody. You know welcome to Black yeah. on the Air. BX in the building. Yeah, I know. Uh, congr- <laughs> Congratulations, guys. I'm so happy to see you uh, jump up to that next level and— and just really just killing it where more people can see. I feel like you have more visibility for what you yeah. were, for what you've been doing all along. Definitely, right? yeah, but thanks to so, you, you was like you were an early adopter. I, I was on the I was on the early yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, I knew that back then. You could yeah. brag and yeah. be like, yeah, yeah you right. know, I like their old stuff. Right. But no, like even back then, that was like having you on the show was the wild flex, oh, and that man. brought more people on. So, so much fun. You. And Tommy told us about you when we were at the nightly show. Mm. Remember we? Uh, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So we you were on our radar for a long time. Yeah. You know? And um, I just love seeing people do different things and being themselves. Yeah. You know, especially niggas again, you know. Carving out of space yeah. um, platforms that, you know, aren't usually made for that. Yeah. Unapologetically. Exactly. You know it's what I'm saying? Without having to tap dance around shit and be like, well, yeah, we got to appease, right. you know, sponsors and this person and that person. Yeah. And it's just like, showtime's just like, yo, do your thing. Yeah, that's you know awesome, I mean? right? That's amazing. Yeah, they they stay out the way. They're very yeah. much like yo. Then when they brought us on, they were just like yo. How do we keep not the vibe of the show? We just want right. you guys doing you. We're not getting in the way or whatever. There's very okay. little notes. So let's describe the show for people that may not have seen it. So, what? Uh, the basic show <laughs> is just you guys are just hanging out. I mean, that's really ch- the way to explain just it. Right? Two guys yeah. chilling in a chair. Two guys chilling. Just watching the news, basically. You know watching I mean? the news, whatever yeah. went viral, looking at the timeline <laughs> stuff. Yeah, right. exactly. There's some little, dragons in there. Watching a little porn, you know. And I love that you guys go everywhere from politics to viral videos or whatever. And, and the feel of it, there's really nothing like it on television right now. Because what's so funny about your show is that as you're watching the videos, it feels like we're watching it. That's the that's the you whole know? effect we want. Right. We want it yeah. to be like, it's not two guys talking to you. It's like all of us in your basement exactly. smoking and we're just exactly. watching. We're just all talking. Yeah. And if you just exactly. like, you know, and we're watching things and we might know a couple of facts, but we're never going to have like, all, we're not going to know yeah. like the actual facts or like this person's right. actual government job. This is kind of, it's, yeah. that's why the, our podcast is called Bodega Boys. Cause if you ever go to like a store right. and it's just like two random people talking about Trump and they don't know any information, exactly. they're like, you know, like he, yeah. he banned all the Africans. And that person's like, <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. It's like that kind of, <laughs> he, he said ban all Africans except Nigeria. <laughs> It's I, like, don't know what, I don't know what he's like trying to do. Especially those Nigerians that frame Jesse. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And I feel like nowadays, like you need that. 
because it's right. like facts don't matter. And like, yeah. if you, it's like the difference between when you used to watch MSNBC and they had charts and policy. Right. And now, now they're just like, yo, Trump did a wild tweet. Whoa, let's take out four experts to talk about his wild tweet. Like guys, the game changed. Yeah, yeah, you guys are in that post shock type of uh, situation. It's like, we don't care about all that fact proving. Yeah. So who cares if he's lying? Let's talk about. You know, it's so weird because it's right. just like, talk about the fact that he can't drink water properly. Yes, you know exactly, what I mean? Or like exactly. that he has this weird, like he right. got into the plane and his toupee blew off. Or yeah. like he has this weird nervous tick where he can't right. like not shuffle papers or on that, the desk. That clip of the umbrella, so he just dumped yes. it outside yes. the plane. Yes. Yes. Or like, I, where they were all holding hands and he was doing, right. everybody was doing this and he's doing this for some reason. Yeah. Like, because I think I people are in a weird no spot sense. now where it's just like. There's systems that yeah. we kind of expected to kick in at some point. And right. it's just like, nah, nah, nah Trump is doing nah, his thing. Nah, like, nah. Also, do you think that um, a lot of the comedy around it, there's an article about this, about um, somebody was really slamming late night. Late night, I saw that article. You saw yeah. that, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is because so much of it is agenda-based. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the behind every joke is the hatred of Trump and the desire to get rid of him right. or whatever, rather than just making fun of somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And you guys have a pure comic approach, which straight is Straight roasting. Right. Straight, right. Ro straight <laughs> roasting. Exactly. That's right. what it is. And that, I feel like that's right. what sets us apart from other people, yeah. from other people, the way other people approach the topic, sure. because it's like, yo, we're not going to sit here and just beat you over the head with his terrible policies, because right. we already know that they're terrible policies. Right. Like, you could go to 30 other programs and find that out. Right. But... With our program, you can tune in and see, yo, this dude is really weird. Mm -hmm. Like, there's something really off about him, and he's just very arrogant. And then there's other, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all the other stuff. You know what I mean? That's not, like, straight-up policy, right. political jargon. You know what I mean? It's just like— And what, what's kind of lost in the Trump thing, too, is before he ran for president, he was kind of admired in the hip-hop area. Right. Dude, so, remember, Trump a picture promoted, of him? He promoted fights, yep. like big-time yeah. fights. He had Tyson in his hotel. And, like, Blaze Schremer had a song, Up Like Trump. Up Like uh, Trump. Yes. Exactly. had Black, Black Trump. Trump. Like, that yeah. was, Trump yeah. was, when you thought about making it big, like, right. Because it was hip-hop. We were just like, we're right. like, Trump is written. Now we're just like, oh, he's a broke boy. But back then, we were like, yo, Trump, if if you make money, you're Donald Trump. Yeah, if you're a kid from the hood and like yeah. your only exposure to like the Manhattan, like the city or whatever, mm -hmm. as outer borough people call it, everywhere you go, it's like Trump, Trump, Trump. Everything is stamped with Trump, 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 Trump. So in your head as a kid, you're like, oh, this dude is fucking rich. And then you hear all the rappers being like, yo, this month, yo, I'm rich like Trump, motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, oh, okay, cool. So I guess this is somebody to aspire to yeah. as a kid. And then you realize like, yo, this motherfucker's a scumbag. Like if, he didn't, if he didn't run for president, I think he would still exactly. be beloved. He would, like, people in New York City. Yeah, or at like least him he'd be in that category. Yeah, because right? he, well, yeah. he wouldn't be taken seriously. He'd be like, right. yo, exactly. it's, it's the guy it's that's a Yeah, right. Yeah, there is a certain thing about corruption. When it's done for your own purposes, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Once, once you're corrupt. I liked his indie corruption yeah, more than his, his mainstream his corruption. His indie corruption was more admirable. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see? That nigga put a golf course <laughs> in Ireland, <laughs> man, when nobody was looking. That's the some fuck? corruption. That's some wild shit. Right. There's corrupt and then there's corrupt. Like, he on a different level. You're just man, like, wow. He put a golf course in the Bronx, bro. And then he asked the local news. Like, the local news went around being like, how do you feel about Trump putting golf course? And they're like, man, we don't need no motherfucking golf course we need yeah. fucking food we need vegetables and like clean right. water and like lower asthma rates and shit like that and yeah. he's like, he's like, like well, fuck, well, well, fuck you his 18 hoes Trump legs holla right so you guys are proud Bronx boys yeah um, so tell me tell me about your, your starts because I like origin stories mm -hmm. you know and it's a, um, these are some you, you were um were you in IT? Is that how you started? Or I started, one of your early jobs? Or? I've had a million. I've had every possible job. Right. 
ever. I did IT. And then before this, I was do, I was a small business writer for a black financial magazine. Okay. And I always felt you were in that internet space. Yeah, I'm really, I'm right. really nice with computers. Right. But like, it's funny, I applied for an IT job at this, this magazine. They were like, uh -huh. you want to be a small business writer? And I was like, well, I don't, but the three months rent I owe, like, I'm going to have to do <laughs> right. this. It wants to, right? So off of that, it was just like, just writing and just tweeting about how miserable my job was. Right. And then every now and then, like, he would tweet about his miserable job, and we're both in the Bronx. And, you and know, were you guys friends at that time? We had met in, like, high school, yeah, uh -huh. like, very briefly, but we weren't, right. like, really close friends. But we re-met on Twitter. Okay. And then off of that, it was just like, oh, you know this spot? You know that spot? Like, it uh -huh. was just, like, a familiarity. And then yeah. when we met, it just clicked again. You, it was, like, Bronx Twitter. It was right. very, like, right. insular. Like, yeah. if yeah. you say something, like, people would pick up on it, like... Oh, oh, he mentioned Bay Plaza. Like, that's the mall, yeah. you know, by me or whatever. You know what I mean? Because it's like the Bronx is small but big. You know what I mean? At the, the same Bronx time. Is, the Bronx is legend for being a place that people who are not from there don't really understand. Don't know. But the people that are from the Bronx have a pride about about the Bronx that yeah. is unshakable. That makes people yeah. so, they, which makes people yeah. upset. I don't understand yeah. it. Like, first well. of all, every Bronx resident has at least four pieces of clothes that say the Bronx, which is <laughs> yeah. weird. Because oh, you wear it and you never leave the yeah. Bronx. It's like, right. I know where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. You're but, supposed to wear that somewhere else. Right? But then even here in LA, like I was getting my hair cut the other uh -huh. day, uh, two days ago, and this guy, you know, he's just cutting my hair and he's like, you from around here? I was like, nah. You know, from New York, he's like, yeah. where? And I was like, the Bronx. He was like, for real? I was like, yeah. He was right. like, is it really? I was like, nah, let's calm down a little bit. It's still pretty wild yeah, out there. Yeah, because when I was growing, I remember the Bronx was all burnt Bronx out. Was all, yeah, Bronx dang. was burning. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. My pops used to drive me around in the 80s and be like, yo, yeah. look at this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yo, look at this shit. It's like, amazing that families stayed in there. And I mean, there's a lot of good families that came out of that during, right yeah. after right that Right after period. that, yeah. It's funny, my yeah. father was a photographer when the Bronx was burning. So yeah. he'd like take all these pictures. And as a kid, I was like, wow, my, fire's, my father's setting all these fires. Yeah. This is terrible. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> look at all this. Uh, no, one look day this, this. Yours. Yes, look at all this rubble. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, so you guys decided uh, you were gonna team up and do something, or were you still like doing something on your own after you kind of? You know what? After the tweets were going mm -hmm. so well, shout out to our man Donnie Claw. He mm -hmm. was a producer at Complex, mm -hmm. and we actually were thinking about doing a podcast, right? But we were just like, what? we're on Google, like, what is a podcast? Right. And then and Donnie Claw was like, yo, we'll do a podcast through Complex. Right. And, yeah. and at that time, see, I'm always fascinated with how people make that first jump. Yeah. Because if you're not in that space of doing that, like, the jump to say, you know what? Let's do this. Yeah. You know, it's always it was that, weird. It's that leap of faith in yourself. It was weird because yeah. I had never listened to a podcast before. Right. I was just like, who is I was like, podcasts what are is corny. It? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. All, like, constantly, I was like, what is what is a podcast? Like, is this just a radio show that you can listen to mm -hmm. whenever? Like, I literally didn't, had no concept of what a po podcast yeah. was. But our podcast, yeah. it was audio only for seven episodes. And the response was so great. Complex was like, boom, we pivoted in the video. And that was Bodega Boys, right? Uh, no, Bodega, that, that was, there was still Jesus versus Mero. Oh, Jesus versus Mero. Jesus versus Mero. And they pivoted the yeah. video and before like we were both sneaking out of our jobs to do That's Jesus hilarious. vs. Mero. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, in my job I had to wear a three-piece suit basically every day because uh -huh. as they say white people are watching us work. <laughs> okay. So right. like I'm running the complex we're recording it and they're like we're pivoting the video and I was like I'm gonna get exposed in my job. So at that, yeah. you had to make that choice, and I was like, "All right, right. let me see." We were like, "All right, let's see where this podcasting takes yeah. us." I was, I was very, yeah. I was way more reckless with my approach. Like uh -huh. I worked in a school, and I was just like, "I'm in a union." <laughs> <I was like, laughs> what were you doing at the school? I was working as a teacher's assistant. Okay, and uh, were you married at that time? I was uh, about to be. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, like, this is serious decision making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, right? no. Yeah, for for a hundred percent. Because it right. was like, okay. Um, I'm going to keep this job and I'm going to continue to work at the school, but mm -hmm. I'm also going to do this podcast because it's it was literally like a financial decision. It was like, yo, we don't make enough money right. to sustain 
like our current standard of living, mm-hmm. uh, we need extra money. Like, how are we going to do it? And yeah. I, I was like, I had some ideas, which my wife vehemently disagreed with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was just like, yeah. and then on top of that, my mom was just like, yo, you need to really get a real job. Mm-hmm. Like, get like uh, start a career. You know what I mean? Right. So I was just like, I was surrounded by teachers growing up. My mom was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Three of my uncles are teachers and guidance counselors. Like, I have an assistant principal that's mm-hmm. an uncle. So... I kind of just fell into that, and I was really good at science sure. and, and biology and earth science and all that type of stuff. So it was just like, okay, fine. Like, I'll, I'll go back. I'll finish school, and I'll, I'll just start teaching at yeah, a junior that makes high. Sense. You know, the same one I went to as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knows me. I know the neighborhood. You know, the kids that are the students now are the kids of the people that I went to school with. Mm. So it was just like it was just like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And um, But it was just like it was really taxing because it was like, it was it was a school in the hood, man, and it was like underserved, yeah. and it was like underfunded, mm-hmm. and it was like a lot of stuff was going on, and then the charter school stuff was happening, where like, mm-hmm. you know, my my school building was four floors, and then like one year I come in September fresh, like all right, fourth floor, here we go, you know what I mean? That's what the special ed rooms were, right. and it's now the Young Women's Leadership Academy Charter School, you know what I'm saying? But it was half the floor. So mm-hmm. half the floor is like, you know, these like super bright, you know, like handpicked students. And the other half is like, you know, the bad kids, quote unquote. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm like, I'm on this side and I'm just like, man, this this is just seems really unfair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To have these kids on this side with like the walls are all gray and every all the teachers are like just burnt out. You know what I mean? Like those old, old, like I have 30 years in the game and I'm just like, man, like I can't wait to retire. Versus, like, these, like, new Teach for America, like, yeah. here's yeah. a book of Tupac poetry, yeah. like, young Jamal, like, I hope you enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, yo, fuck this shit. I don't fuck with this. Give me some French Montana. Right. You know what <laughs> there's so much unpacking in the education system. Oh, that yeah. A lot of people, my sister's a teacher, and I come from family teachers, too. People yeah. just don't know. They don't understand, no man. Yeah, they really don't. It's so divided unnecessarily mm-hmm. in a political aspect. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I know all this from, like, the last season of The Wire. I'm like, no. No, no you don't, don't at all. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's got to be on the ground floor then. Yeah. Right? I mean, I like I would go into the lounge and there was like they would plaster the bulletin boards with like charter schools are ruining the the educational mm-hmm. system and blah 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 and like you don't know what you, you know, know what side, side to, to stand right. on you know what I mean because it's like I see the public school side failing but it's not their fault right it's it's you know it's bureaucracy it's all this other bullshit and then you got the charter schools getting money pumped into them by, you know, whoever the fuck, private money, and political action, political act, mm-hmm. all this mm-hmm. type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they, but they just want to make things look good right. on the surface. When in reality, it's like, okay, you got a hundred students over here that are doing excellent, but you got 500 over here that are like below standards. Mm-hmm. So like, what are you going to do to fix that? Like, you know what I mean? So it was just mm-hmm. like, it was, it was fulfilling and depressing at the same time yeah because like you always get that one kid that you like kind of like turn their life around and then you know then <laughs> you get the right. the three that got pregnant at 14 and you're just like fuck you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like so so you guys did a show uh on mtv2 yeah, yeah we had yeah. A uncommon sense which was charlamagne the charlamagne. guy which was an amazing show right but I remember it was that, yeah. it was mtv2 mtv2 yeah. MTV was like listen baby we don't know what we're doing exactly you know what they were like you know when your show's gonna come on Friday night. And I was like, why? <laughs> why? I was like, who's going to watch this? And shout out to them. They, at one point, they were like, you know what would be even better? We do it live on Fridays. I was like, no, we're not no, doing that's this. that's a terrible What's idea. What's the point of doing it live? They even, they even came with the, 
oh, we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to change the day and we're going to do it as a lead in. <laughs> right. The Empire is going to be our lead in. I was like, but how Empire is Empire lead in? It comes on at nine o'clock on a different channel and we're on at 11 o'clock. Because niggas know where to go. You know what I'm saying? We had a segment on Charlemagne's show right. called Classic or Trash. And it basically was like uh-huh. an early edition of uh, what we do now. Right. And like, you know, they had problems. It was like, yo, next season, Uncommon Sense, the first half hour, Classic or Trash, the next half hour. Uh-huh. Something happened. It was just like, yo, we don't know what to do with y'all. So yeah. at one point, they were just paying us to sit in the office yeah. like, uh-huh. and not do anything for anyone else. Were you getting paid for that? We are getting paid. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But it was one of those things was like, yo, we don't know what to do with you. Mm-hmm. We can't pay, like... And we don't want you doing anything for anyone else. Right. So come, and it was literally like, hold you there. it was like, yo, come in at nine and be here till five. And like, people were checking to see if we were there all day. Yeah. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. It was, it was and weird. then the contracts expire. And then mm-hmm. like, um, you ended up at Vice. The How did Vice find you guys? The uh, same way, pretty much. This is, this is like a fuck. this is a, like a wild ride story mm-hmm. or whatever. Great, let's hear it. <laughs> back in, like, way mm-hmm. back in the day, I feel like it was just, like, the inception of these Diz- Diz- on mm-hmm. Complex. Was uh, that your idea, or did somebody impose that on you guys? Well, you know, like you said, we were talking about talking. it. Right. So it was just, like, But somebody complex. thought it'd be good if we set it up like Yeah, yeah. Complex, like, instead know. of doing it via text on Twitter, let's right, put these right, guys... Right. Yeah. It, was it was, like, a no-brainer. Sense. It was just yeah. a matter exactly. of... Any, a million people could have picked it up. A yeah, million right. people. They, complex was the only one with the balls to actually try it. To actually do it, right. Right. They did that and it's you know, like they gave, they added the technical stuff. But then when we were on MTV too, you could see, oh wow, they could do a lot more heavy lifting on right. their own. Like, so you, so mm-hmm. way back like Twitter, whatever, mm-hmm. I didn't like I was more so using Twitter to promote like a blog that I was writing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because like that's I feel like that's what was getting me eyeballs and like people were hitting me up and I didn't even have an email on that thing. And people would leave comments and be like, have you ever written for TV before? And I'm like trying to figure out who's a scam, who's scamming, who's not. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Victor, our manager, was just like, uh, I told him, I was like, hey, there's this guy, Ezra Koenig, Koenig, something. (laughs) He's verified on Twitter. But this is when being verified on Twitter was just like, yo, you're verified. Like, this is wild. And uh, it was just like Diddy, yeah. Diddy, it was Diddy, like Jack eight people, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, literally. It was, it was like, it was, it was like literally like eleven people verified. So I was right. like, "Yo, this dude is verified, so he must be somebody." And then Victor was like, "You don't know who Vampire Weekend are?" And I was just like, "Nah, bro. I listen to Mob Deep and French Montana like almost exclusively." Mm-hmm. So then I was just like, "Yo, but he wants to meet up and have a beer. So should I do it?" And he was like, "Absolutely." And I was like, "Okay, cool." I was like. And just as I was about to ask him, like, yo, do you want to come with me? Because I don't know mm-hmm. how, if it's going to be awkward. What are we going to have to talk about? Blah, blah, blah. He was like, can I come with you? And I was like, absolutely. So we go down there, meet up with Ezra. <laughs> Long story short, uh, we start talking about, like, what do you do for a living? Because I know, like, you know, podcast is not paying your bills. You got kid. Right. You you know, you're married, this, that. And um, we st- he, I was like, I work at a school. As a para. And he was like, oh, before my band got signed, I worked at a school, too. I was a—and I was like, where'd you work? He's like, bed And I'm like, oh, I worked in 176 and Morris in the, mm-hmm. in the hood in the Bronx. So we started trading, like, those teacher war stories. You know right. how they do. Like, the uh. teachers sit down, and they're like, man, let me tell you, I saw some shit in the staircase last week, boy. You know what I mean? So we, right. we started going back and forth on that. And it was just like, yo, let's write a show. So then it became—he came to my house, like, every other day. And we would sit down and just, like, pound away on this pilot— and then Nick Weidenfeld, who was a friend of Ezra's, came into play. So we went out to out to California for mm-hmm. the first time ever and to, to pitch the show to a bunch of networks. Ended up getting it sold, then came back and did the MTV deal. 
And like you know, the MTV deal comes MTV and like you know, MTV two big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MTV, difference. MTV as well. Uh, MTV also. Uh, it's like C-SPAN three. Yeah, yeah, C-SPAN yeah, two. yeah. It's, it's like ESPN and ESPN yeah. Ocho. like the Ocho. ESPN Plus. Yeah, exactly. Deportes. Yeah, so like literally, like I'm like irate at this point. Like I'm uh-huh. like like I'm very happy go lucky and like blase about a lot of shit. Sure. But like there was a point where I had gotten a role in Baywatch. With The Rock, which was a flop. Really? But at the same time, it's yeah. like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to be in a trailer with The Rock and, like, talk to him <laughs> and, like, charm his <laughs> pants off and, like, you know, make a connection. Right. So, like— they, I love you go from <laughs> zero to The Rock. Yeah. Like, it was that fast. <laughs> so, like, right. So, like, the MTV thing, like you said, like, we were just getting paid to sit around. Right. So, it was just—you know, it became this thing where it was just like, okay, you piss me off now. And I'm not satisfied here— you stopped me from doing this movie because you said you needed me for 12 episodes mm-hmm. of this show that you guys are putting on the air. It ended up not turning out like that. So then, like, as luck would have it, like, we're literally sitting in the studio, and I get a call from Nick Weidenfeld, and he's just like, listen, um, I'm moving to a new place. I got three job offers in front of me. Like, you know, which one— He was supposed one? to go retake over, like, Cartoon Network again, yeah. and then he called us. He was like, oh, I'm taking, I'm going to Vice, and I'm bringing you guys with us. Yeah. And we were like, all right, cool, because at that point, MTV's, like, was not using us, and I was, like, on Monster.com, like, um, you guys yeah. need a plumber? Or, like, just, like, a because I was like, okay, our TV, yeah. Yeah. our show time, like, our, our careers are done. Like, we have to go back to being regular people. Yeah, when you're at that point, I like to state this just because there's a lot of people who are— just wondering how it happens mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But there yeah. are always these points where you're absolutely right. It could go either way. It could go either way. <laughs> you know, where you feel like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah know? you're just or, like, well, I had a good run. Yeah. Exactly. Had a good so run. Else like, like, someone else will call you and be like, yeah, or like some deal. You're like, oh, I got this. And they're like, yeah. nah, it's not happening. And me, like, like I was like super duper nervous because I'm sure. like, we're like on two weeks out of like the termination of this contract. Yeah. And it's just like, it was serendipitous. Like he get, I get the call. He's like, you know, I got three job offers in front of me. TBS, MTV, and this new channel called Viceland. Whatever you think is best, like, that's where I'm going to go because I'm going to bring you and Jesus with me wow. to be, like, the first offering, you know, because we're planning on doing original program, this, that, the third. So that's how the Viceland thing came about. So we went over there, and then we got um, other producers involved, Eric Rideholm, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, those people, and then we just put the show together. Right. You know, and it was very, like, bare bones, very DIY, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just, like, literally, like, smashed through, like, 300 episodes of that show? A lot. Yeah. A lot of episodes. And how, long, uh, how long did you guys do it? Was it a couple of years? Two I think years. it was, like, two years, yeah. Two years. Yeah. Four, four nights a week, two years. every night, right? Yeah. Every, every, every night. night no, no writers. No writers, no nothing. It was literally in a conference room. Three camera operators, yeah. two sound guys. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but remember that we had that stuffed dead bear in the oh, background? of course. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that it because it has the California. That yeah. stuffed bear, for some reason, created house flies. So we had, in that studio, there was always a problem with like house flies yeah, like flying hilarious. through. We had fly paper which hanging is, like, in the studio. Which is that's so which funny. Is, See, I love that kind of stuff. That's yeah. like cool, but until right. Diddy comes and like that's you're true. interviewing Diddy and a fly lands right. on his cup. He's like, yo, what the f-? And I was like, yeah, we have a fly problem. Sorry, yeah. Diddy. Sorry, Diddy. There's a fly in the studio. It's the charm of the show. People would walk in there like, Yo, where's the studio? We're like, oh, this is the studio. We're like, no, this is a conference room. Right. We're like, nah, nah, we're doing it right here. So now you could imagine, like, yeah. people that come in with like 15 people entourages. Right. Where are we right. going to put all these people? So exactly. they ended up just sitting on the couch, and it became sort of like this kind of like just coming organically, like show. peanut gallery type yeah. of thing. And um, I feel like people really liked that about the show was that it was uh, it was very like intimate. 
Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if a joke would land, like, you would hear each individual <laughs> right. laugh. laugh. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And I remember that room you guys did it in. It was like you were just in an office or something. Yeah, it was just yeah. hanging. It it's like, like we you, hijacked the conference room, yeah, exactly. which we literally did. And you're just making the other people in the office laugh. Yeah, yeah. Right. it was funny because we'd go mm -hmm. on hiatus. And, like, mm -hmm. I had left a pair of sneakers or something. I had to go pick them up. Mm -hmm. And I go there, and I walk in, and they're actually having a conference meeting in the conference room. Like, they moved all the... And, like, I walk in, and they're like, oh, can I? we help you? And I was like, why are you in my studio? And they're like, no, this is our conference room. This is a conference when room. you guys are not here, this is a conference room. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll, we'll bring the flag we'll bring back, everything back. back. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, yeah, man. And then, Showtime. And then, yeah. yeah, and then we... Shout we, to David Nevins. He was yeah. like, yoink! And now... The was show it, got critical acclaim, and... Uh, was it tough leaving Vice after that kind of start? Because it... You know, it seems like that type of investment was. You know what? No, because like the contract was up. It right. was like one of yeah. those things. It's it regular Vice TV show. You know, it's like, yeah. you know like we mean? always said, it's just Hollywood, baby. Right. And it's just like, you know, Vice Land was like, all right, you're on Showtime. Good luck. Yeah. And now you got Showtime. Now we got Showtime. Now we there with Billions and Ray Donovan. And Are you guys having fun there? We're having yeah. a blast. Yeah. And you have, now you have a writing staff, right? Got a writer, yeah. got six writers. Shout out to the, the, the homies, the writing crew. You guys have, have a lot of my crew from the nightly show. Yeah, we, you, listen, we got the crew. You know Michael, Michael, Mike Kowalski. Yeah. You uh, have Andre Allen, my director. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I say my director. He was at, he's from the Claim it. show, actually. Claim yeah. it. April yeah. Smith is on the floor. Shout out to April. April. Yeah. April, we frustrate yeah. her every week because she's like, Auntie April. She's like, yeah, yeah. April's like, yo, at the count of three, she's start. She's like, her. one, two, three. Yeah. And like, at two, we're like, hey, well, she's like, no, I said three. I said, April's not kidding around. She's, not kidding. <laughs> she's so good, though. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite part of the show that you like to, that you like to talk about more than anything else? I like, though, just sitting in the chairs riffing. That's so much fun. And it's just like, you could say something wild and you know you'll take it out and right. edit the crowd the live audience loves it and yeah. it's just like when you're riffing like that there, you have no idea you, you start at point A yeah. and you'll end up at Z and you have no idea uh, how, how you got you're just there. all over the place so how does that writing process work then well the writing process is mm -hmm. like you're in the writers room and the writers are just like they'll listen to the podcast and like okay. there might be a little joke we made out there and they might flesh right. it out more or they might come with something totally different like something that happened mm -hmm. this weekend in the news or just like something they feel like talking uh -huh. about and they'll pitch it to us and we'll be like ah oh, okay that's kind of good we change this and change that it's mm -hmm. like a collaborative process because mm -hmm. they're taking their writing talents and their techniques and like the years of just like knowing how to write sketches and then we have to you know bronxify it and make it in mm -hmm. our own voice and say like well I wouldn't say this necessarily or this right. is like out of tune for my character so let's switch that let's change this situation right here mm -hmm. or like you know every we never get a sketch that's just like Jesus fucking Christ what were you thinking right. like there's never that but, but also you guys never come across like you're reading cue cards or that you're doing or that you're doing right. material right. so there's you, there's a nice invisibility to the process. Well, see, there's no writing the in the structure. first part of the show. We're right. Right. sitting in the chairs. There's, but is there a path? Like, you have a path that you want to go? Or there's do you, like, we're going to this clip. Do you clip. surprise each we're other all the time clip. with what you're going to say then? No, but the producers. Oh, yeah. oh uh -huh. well, we surprise each other with what we say. Okay. But then the producers, yeah. like, they're very, they kind of embargo the video yeah. so we don't see it. Okay. We never want to see the video before. Like this the first, sounds very scary to a yes, lot of producers. Oh my god, yeah. the editors like they're going through mad Xanax, right. like they're losing their shit because yeah. they got to deliver the same day. But uh -huh. it's just like we don't. We've never seen the clips, so really? we watch, we're watching. The clips you guys have seen the, the clips fresh, fresh, yeah, fresh to get a to get a to get authentic a first time reaction. reaction. Do you, so do you have a rehearsal before no. the show? So you have no kind no, of rehearsal. Just going there, no, drunk no. and blind. Man, yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a roller coaster. Because for Ooh. us, we're like, whoa, we're like, oh, show's done. You just see yeah. people like running with tapes, and they're like, I'm not going to deliver in time. Yeah. And yeah. 
uh, I I would guess that the people who are providing the tapes are trying to to please you guys. You know, like I can't wait for them to see this. Oh yeah, because it's that kind of attitude. It's that kind right? of thing where like please in a good way. You yeah, know I mean? like every now and then someone will one of the writers will like DM me a video uh-huh. that they they're just like do you like I'm not ruining but have you seen this video and I was yeah. like I haven't. They're like say no more. We just see it on Thursday. <laughs> or like sometimes I'll see a video and I'm like we need this on Thursday. Like some right. videos we've seen already and it's yeah. just like it's so okay. good. Right. We got to redo it again. And your reaction will still be still fresh because yes. it's that good of a because yeah, it's that right. good yeah it's like, like so ridiculous like some of the we had one the other day of like a cow that escaped on the major deegan in the bronx uh-huh. yeah and that was just because you don't see and like right. no one they interviewed had anything to everyone was like yo there's a cow on the highway that's wild <laughs> yeah. and, like, and then you, you get the, interviewed four people who said that like <laughs> cut two of these yeah. and you get the inevitable like viral like the show the the phone video of some guy uh-huh. in his like work van being like oh my god it's a cow on the highway oh my god una vaca oh my god and it's just like it adds to the humor Right. And then, like, you know, like, for example, like, there was a clip of uh, delicious irony where, like, right. you know, Meek Mill got arrested for violating right. probation right. for riding a dirt bike right. without a helmet didn't, or didn't whatever. did Robert Kraft uh, support him? Yeah, Robert Kraft flew out yeah, with a helicopter to yeah. pick yeah, him up exactly. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. yeah. It's a very handy right. guy. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> very handy guy to have around. <laughs> but then uh, there was a there was a NYPD cop uh-huh. who apparently, like, you know, they confiscated, confiscated a dirt, a dirt bike, dirt bike and you're or whatever. Walk the dirt bike to the precinct. Exactly. And he, oh, I saw that. And he was like, it, "Nah." Yeah. He was like, "Yo, watch, watch, watch me do a wheelie. Check me out. Check, uh, check Larry O'Brien over here. Look what I could do. Whoa, hey! And then right. he just completely wiped out. Almost hit a car. Hit a Cadillac. Yeah, and then just popped up like nothing happened, and it's just like as soon as that clip hit Twitter, everyone was like, "Can't wait to see this on Thursday." Yeah, yeah. you see, know what I mean. So see, you know that is what's great about your show that people will see something, but they want to see your reaction. Yeah, right. my favorite reactions of you guys is when you when you yell because I have the same reactions. Like when you when you were watching the Joe Embiid uh, elbow. Yeah. Uh, oh man, yeah. you guys when you see you go. Ah! <laughs> because that's your natural reaction the to watch it. Me, like, the Jesus and Miro yell is, is to me, one of the funniest things about your show. Well, I've read somebody. It was yeah. like, all these guys do, they're just loud. And I was yeah. like, sometimes there's no words to describe what you're yeah. saying. Like, like, that's a yeah. New York thing. Sometimes something will right. happen on train. You're just like, yo, that's wild. You're doing the most. We haven't said anything, but we said everything <laughs> yeah, right there. Like, like everything nah, you need to know. Shorty. There yeah. was one clip where uh-huh. the, the axe throwing thing, where, yeah. where she threw the axe guys, and it bounced back and almost shot the wiggle. I was like, nah. And it's one of those situations you're just like, I'm like, I will never ever, Ike. Yeah. I have no idea how it would possibly happen. I will be at a bar throwing axes. Well, like, you, guys put it, you guys put it in a white category, which I thought was funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that is pure white people yeah, shit, bro. And pure white yeah. girls. You're not going to Essence Fest and they don't got an axe throwing <laughs> fucking tent no, at Essence no, no. Fest, bro. Not at Essence no way. Fest, <laughs> yeah, that reaction is so funny. Dude. And well, it's like natural. It's like I, and I feel like the people watching right. at home are same, yes. making the same exact noise. Yeah. yeah. It it by far to me is the most enjoyable part of the show because it, it just it just makes me laugh to see you guys having so much fun. Yeah, yeah. We're, it's yeah. it's. I remember on the Viceland show, Ted Cruz had uh, he liked a porn tweet on nine oh, eleven from his verified account, and we did a scene <sighs> by scene Cruz. breakdown of that porn. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea how Viceland aired it. So and fantastic. it's just like we're just like, isn't it a shame that stepmothers and stepdaughters can't get along without fighting and thongs and that kind of thing? And it's <laughs> right. just like. It's like there's like they turn the corner and they're having sex right. in the living room and I'm like not in my open floor plan like yeah. little yeah. comments like that and we pixelated the actual penetration with Ted Cruz's face and at yeah. one point we turned to each other we're so, like we are getting paid, paid to, watch, to porn. watch porn this is why our parents came from their, like from other countries <laughs> some people get paid to do porn some, yeah, <laughs> some people get paid to watch you guys have figured it out <laughs> you know what I'm saying we cracked the code 
And then you you have this type of the the range of material you have on the show. I don't think I've ever seen on any show. I mean, you do some of the most out, outrageous types of bits, but then like in your first show, you you had AOC on the yeah, show, yeah. you know. And you know, a Bronx girl, mm-hmm. and all yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. The AOC. And no, we that's kind of what people love about us because yeah. even the podcast, it could very quick it can go from highbrow to lowbrow exactly. back to highbrow exactly. very yeah. fast. And Which most people like that kind of highbrow yeah. to lowbrow. You don't want to hear like dick jokes for an hour. Right. Like you want to hear, you know, dick jokes about Trump. You yes, know, you want to just mix exactly. it up. And, yeah. you know, dick, dick jokes, jokes about, about Russian collusion. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, about the economy. You know? <laughs> the economy is rigid today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for every, very for every, economy today. I think the best <laughs> example, episode 122 of our podcast, we uh, were the first people, this Kate Smith thing, the yes. lady singing about right, the, right, the right. darkies. Uh, we pointed that out months ago on our right. podcast and no it just never got traction I and pointed it, it out in the 30s I just want to put that out there <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny like we didn't point it out like this is racist right. we just didn't want to hear it anymore at Yankee Stadium exactly. we were just like yo because I was like why do they play this and I was like oh Kate Smith is she like an American hero and they're like right. and then Wikipedia's like yo boy you want to hear something this is this track and I was like Whoa. Put you I was like, something. damn son where'd you get this at and I was like wow well, this is a well, hot one well to me like I look at that like it amazes me that people are shocked that America was racist. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. a certain point, I'm like, do you guys know the history of this country? <laughs> like, like, that Darkie song wasn't an outlier. It was no. People were like, oh my God, do you that, hear Kate? That was like a hit single. That, yeah. yeah. That was, that was <laughs> why yes. people's March Madness. You know what I'm saying? Paul, like, Paul Robeson sang that song. I you mean, know what it mean? was a popular song. It was yeah. a kind of satirical song, but it wasn't like it was an outlier of racism. Right. And then yeah. they try to like, they try to clean it up and be like, oh, well, he, she performed it with a black man. I'm like, Mm-hmm. Was willingly, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, come on now, like you know, you know what time it was in the 1930s. Like, yo, <laughs> yeah. stop playing. Did like, you see the Ancestry.com commercial with which, the which the the guy? He gets the oh, ring for yeah. the slave. And he's like, we're gonna go up to the no. northern states. We can be together. And then it's no. like, and then the tagline is something like. Does your story start here? And it's like uh, ancestry.com. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's like, how many people did this get by? No one was like, no black uh, person was in the room, like, this ain't it, chief. Then, like, uh, it's yo, like, can we give the slavery shit like one year off immediately? You know what I'm saying? Yes, like exactly. in, in popular culture, like, yo, bro, like it's been beaten to He's just like, like hiding the ring under the cotton gin. Like, no, this nah, is not a feel good feel. Like, like pick that particular cotton plant right there. Right it's like, there, right oh, there. He went oh, to Jared. It's like, no, that no, never happened. Man, that never man, happened. Never, How do you go to Jared? Master say you can't go to no Jared. Jared? You got to go to K Jewelers. <laughs> <laughs> Every whip begins with K. You're like, oh, no, oh, no. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I, Every clan begins with K. <laughs> <laughs> this is the magic. This is the magic right here. <laughs> or all these uh, companies. Like, I love all these companies. Like, I don't know if it's Gucci if I'm saying the right one, but and a lot of them are based in Europe too, yeah. where they're doing all these things like, like blackface, super racist, and stuff. all these things. It's like now you motherfuckers are like low key. You've been racist for so long, long and yeah. there hasn't been like a pushback the yeah. way it was here. Like it's just normal. They've just gotten away with it. Like you just see them going to a soccer game. They got bananas. I'm like, what? Are you- <laughs> what are you? I was like, is it potassium? Do you have like, no, okay? like, no, you know, like, hey, scurvy, my G? Like, do you uh, need like vitamins? Like, what's going on? So with you? those companies, yeah. like, they they're just like, what's racist about a turtleneck that comes halfway over your face with big red lips? Right. They're like, I don't see it. It's not racist to me. It's fashion. And yeah. it's like, ah, yeah. it is so frustrating <laughs> because. That's what we just make sounds sometimes on the show because mm-hmm. it's just like, right. how many times do we have to explain this? Like, yeah. how, how do you not see this on face value? This should not have happened. But. Well, that's what's cool about it. I think that's what people are recognizing.
amazing too. You know, and part of that article we were talking about is sometimes, and this is going to sound silly, but sometimes that sound is the satire. Yeah. You yeah. know, like that reaction speaks louder sometimes than a than a carefully deconstructed you, you know, know having essay a essay. professor yeah. of African American yeah. studies yeah. talking right. about how blackface through the years has like exactly. traumatized it's like exactly. that sounds great for MSNBC right. Saturday morning sure. sometimes, all it, ta- yeah. sometimes all it takes is just that. to be like see the picture and be like yeah. Who, whose mans did this? Yeah, what the face fuck right is right this? Yeah. Like yeah. what exactly. do you do? Well, yo, who green lighted this? Like right. you know what I mean? Like and it's just it, you know. But that's the like you said. That's the appeal of the show. It's just like visceral reactions to mm-hmm. stuff. And I was wondering, I mean? like, if the political climate wasn't what it is right now, would the show be successful? Like, if things were running as normally as mm-hmm. they did, like if if we had started like during Obama's first, who knows what we would be talking about? Or yeah. like Hillary had one, like the right. show would probably be totally different. Probably be like probably less politics and just more like wacky stuff. But yeah. it, I mean, everything seems to work out. I'm sure Hillary would have did some wacky stuff too. Like, because Hillary was you like, think? Yeah. She would have wacky stuff, but it been like, yo, a huge drone strike. She's like, like, I'm going on stage with Future at Summer Jam. <laughs> Shout out to all my black voters. You know what oh, I mean? Like, man. she would have just done up there. No way is tired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm to the mountain. I'm like, damn, stop. Stop, stop, stop. I'm just chilling. Take the hot sauce out of your purse. Take the hot sauce out of your purse. That was a moment. Remember, she would have the Hot sauce, sauce in her purse. She's Breakfast Club. Yeah, she was like, I carry club, hot yeah. sauce. And it was yeah. like weird because you're like, she is from the South, but also, mm, no, she's not carrying yeah, hot sauce. Yeah, yeah, she, she, she grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Didn't oh, she? is she? Oh. Didn't she? I thought she was from Arkansas. I thought she was from Hillary. Yeah. No, Bill's from Bill's Arkansas. Bill's from Arkansas? Oh, I just, no, I just Bill assumed. grew up in Arkansas. Okay. okay. That nigga's got hot sauce. He's got hot sauce. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm from the mainline hot sauce. Oh, Hillary, bring me my. Oh, that's why they were calling her a carpet bagger. She had like a Yankee hat. It was like exactly. Uh, okay. People are like, did Larry we just call Bill Clinton a nigga? <laughs> <laughs> was that the first time? I mean, we were all doing it in like the nineties. You know what I'm saying? That's my nigga right there. 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 Why exactly are you banging with him? I was like, he played the saxophone on Arsenio Hall. And yeah. he said he smoked weed. Like, That's wow. my nigga right there. Stop playing with me, yo. People misunderstand the use of that word. There's yeah. like, there's at least three or four versions of it now. Like, nigga. There's yeah. at least one that a lot of people don't know. Yeah. The like, I remember somebody asked me, said, Larry, did you get any ramifications from calling the president the N-word? I said, I didn't call the president the N-word. I said, you my nigga. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't say, hey, look at this nigga. Like, that would be calling him the N-word. Exactly. I know a guy, he's a columnist, and yeah. he did this whole, he's black, and he did this whole thing about you calling the word, the president a nigga. No. And I was like, and I, I literally no. picked up the phone, and I'm like, nigga, what are you writing? Like, what, like, what the like, fuck is, what's wrong what with you, buddy? Like, what the fuck? I was like, you definitely heard the A on that. Like, come on, man. Yes. Like, you know what time it is. Like, you definitely, yeah. we know the difference between the N-words Obama was called, okay? Come on, was, exactly. What everyone else was calling him and what we were calling him. And I, the shit I loved about Barry Tuman was just like, mm-hmm. like, he, like, he kept it, like, just, there's just, yeah. like, video clips, like, the certain video, like, of him going down the line and dap, like, shaking hands, shaking hands, <laughs> yeah. shaking hands. Then yeah. he gets to KD and he's like, yo, my nigga, what's yeah, good, baby? Yo, you, yeah. yo, you gave him that smooth 30 piece last night. I seen that. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? did that whole sketch. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was it a great was meme because like, yeah. they just kept replacing different oh, topics God, over it. it. So yeah. That was a great one. Yeah, those guys. I think he was on your show, right, Jordan? Yeah, yeah. Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah. Shout out yeah. to him. Like, yeah, and he was he was like, oh my god, he was like, yo, what you guys are doing is great. Like, yeah. I need you guys. He was like, if you guys say I'm cool, I'm cool. And I'm like, you're, I was like, fam, you just <laughs> made, fam, you're you rich. Made get out. Yeah, like, you made get out, like, and you made us, and you're rich. Like, yeah. you're way cooler than us. Stop. No, he's he's, very <laughs> he's good peeps. 
I also like, I'm impressed by, oh, you know, one of my very favorite things you guys did was the Anna Kendrick episode. Because oh. <laughs> I have to say, I don't know what the experience was, but she looked like she was a little scared. You know what? Like, she's like, her. okay, what's going on? But she did ask she to hang go, with you guys. She hung with us for eight hours while Damn. we were shooting that. No complaints. On no, like, every time we're yeah. like, you want to do another scene? She's like, sure. But she seemed very uncomfortable in the club. <laughs> you know what it was? Well, you know we were in the club. Yeah. It was like Tuesday at one. Exactly. Right. Like, we had to send the PAs like, yo, could you? They were like, all right, we're going to go set up. And they come yeah, out and they're like, yeah. yeah, what do we do with the patrons that are in there? And they're like, yeah. why are there patrons in there? Right. And then if you're at if you're in a strip club at Tuesday at one o'clock, yeah. there's a reason you're in there. There's yeah. a like, lot, there's of, a lot going, going on, on at home. There's a lot of things going on. Right. And also, you're not getting the starters. Yeah, you're, not, you're, not getting, you're not getting the Hall of Fame dance. The G League. You know what I'm saying? You're getting Langston Galloway. Shout to Angela, the stage. Like, Anna was so good and she's so quick and it's just oh, like, cool. you could throw any line at her and yeah. she'd throw it right back and it yeah. came out so well and it was, right. and it was like so freeform. We were just like, yo, yeah. come with us. We're taking you around the Bronx. Right. Like most people would be like, um, to the PR rep, like, Hell no, I'm not doing that. But yeah. she just pulled up and yeah, she was right awesome. there. And it was really funny because she literally just walks up like this dangerous Bronx block and we're chilling right. on the car. And like people were just like, yo, is that the girl that stacks cups? And I was like, yeah. 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 <laughs> and you guys are so comfortable around politicians too. You know, you know what it is? Stacey Abrams, yeah. I love that interview. It was yeah. so simple. Because you know, it's like she, she really gets humanized in that yeah, type of environment. Exactly. Because yeah. that's the thing too. It's talking like, to yeah. us, you're gonna reveal your true character. Like right, if you're yeah. just if you're just talking points and you're just bland, yeah. it's gonna show. You're gonna right. have no there's no humanity that's gonna show through. Yeah. But I think a lot of people like a lot of these we're not doing gotcha questions we're not right, trying to right. catch you up exactly. and That's so they exactly kind of right. relax yeah, and then yeah. they're, they're saying like their honest earnest yeah. answers about things and every now and then you know so you'll see an interview yeah. and you're just like this politician you can see us getting frustrated because the politician is just giving us like, right. like you know talking yeah. points well what happened yeah, I was, was concerned uh, about the Cory Booker yeah so was yeah, I yeah, so he was I. Be that guy. yeah, yeah no, and it was funny no shit, because Corey, like you know. at one point he's like yo you're corny yeah. Like, what do you have to say about being corny? Like, He's well, like, well, I, I, I'm corny. I'm, I'm corny. Yeah. I own my corniness. He gave a corny answer to being corny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And your, your basketball game is also very corny. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he kind of gave us buckets. I can't, I can't yeah. lie. But also, we haven't played basketball in, I want to say, like years. So yeah. he had the advantage. I'm in I, no physical player, shape to play basketball. I have no comment on that game. <laughs> you know what? Here's key to that. We never warmed up. And I was right. drinking beer instead of Gatorade. So I don't know I what people mean, want. Man, I uh, it was like 11 o'clock on a Friday night in Newark. Right. I was like. My brain yeah. still thinks that yeah. I'm 20. Exactly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you're uh, doing this. Uh, and then it's like, ah. Uh, and your back is just like, <laughs> and my ACL was like, yeah, do that again. Yeah. Do that again. Right. I'm out of here. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. I have to ask about the, uh, <laughs> and I don't even know how to ask about this, about the John Legend uh, song. Shout out oh, to John yeah, Legend. Yeah. Shout out to John Legend. Shout out to John Legend. Uh, oh, John Legend is one of the coolest. Uh, people and his wife, yeah, Chrissy. Yeah, yeah. it was so good because we were really just like, cool we're like, oh, we're gonna do, you know, we're gonna make a song, and they're like, what do you want to make the song about? And we're mm -hmm. like, ass eating. You just, he's just like, oh, okay. but then he goes with it and yeah, makes an it, amazing song. It looked like it hit him right then, like he had no idea. What he had no was idea. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. That's the whole thing. It's just like yeah. we give, we try to give as little information as possible, right. and then you could tell who's a good sport and who's not a good sport. Right. right. You could see John went with it. So I just want to make this clear. Your test of seeing if someone's a good sport, if they can make a song out of ass, ass eating. eating. Yes. Make a I great song be, about it. I just it. want that to be clear to yes. America. And Anybody just, that's coming on Jesus and Mero, yeah. be prepared for <laughs> no ass yeah. eating. We're going to talk also, about analingus a Also, lot. shout out to John Legend making a song about ass eating that could possibly be people's wedding song. It's yeah. that smooth. Yep. 
Like people were just like, why is it not on Spotify? I was like, because there's no way we could clear it. And also like, <laughs> I think he's in a record deal, it's gonna contract, like, like it's, 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 gonna, some contractual it's gonna be the theme song for Selma 2, The Return. <laughs> so there's so many things around. My kids listen to this podcast. I, I can only go so far at this time. <laughs> he's just quiet. He's so like, I, yeah, I'll do the talk. <laughs> you know, exactly. Oh man. Are you guys uh, finished with your first run or are you in the middle of your season right Still now? Still in the middle of the season. Of how, how many episodes are you what doing? Number seven? We, we got a 40 episode so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is really like, that's, that just goes to show like the confidence that Showtime mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. in us. Cause like a lot of shows get picked up and it's like, all right, eight episodes, let's see know, if it works. 10 episodes, let's see sure. if it works. Come and they came out the gate like, yo, 40 episode that's order. Show confidence. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. I mean? Showtime came out like, you know, they're at the TCS like, what? It was like, we got them. Yeah, like yeah. shout out to David Nevins. He's working with a different the uh, Showtime president. He's Completely working with a, he's working with a different level of swag. Yeah, yeah. I like Nevins. I did um, my first political thing before I did the nightly shows called uh, Larry Wilmore's Race, Religion, and Sex in Utah was the special, and then we did one in Florida. Mm-hmm. And my one note from Showtime was just give us more of you. Yeah, and I thought that's the best note you could ever get. That's yeah. all. They, that's it all really they say. Is. They're like yeah. more. We Very need supportive. more. We need more of you guys. More of you guys. Yeah. And be authentic. And yeah. it's like just keep doing the you authentic. Like, you know, we're just gonna be. What do you want to do? Do you, do you guys find that you're even more curating your voice as you're doing it? Like you're finding more, oh, yeah, that works more than this. Or you're finding more of who you are as performers the more you do it? Not so much more of, mm-hmm. more of who we are as performers, but actually the more technical aspects of performing. Sure. Yeah. Opening up to camera, yeah. you know, like blocking, knowing which camera to look at, timing-wise right. and things like that. Because mm-hmm. that, like, we... The performing we've been doing, we've been doing since like day one in the Bronx, sure. yeah. in high schools and stuff. It's just right. the Second technical aspect. Kind of yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Now it's just the, like he said, like technical stuff. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also like across the board, like at live shows, like when we first did our first live shows, we used to hold the mic like this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. like, I think, yeah, we were like, sitting like, down with a little energy like, yeah, and like you know now I mean? we're walking back and forth on stage, yeah. Yeah. doing the fake Michael Jackson thing, just hold the mic out for like two yeah. minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's wild because it's like from from the podcast, People like there's call and response. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we do the AKAs at the end, and it's just mm-hmm. like I'm the what, dead of the year. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like it's mind blowing. And then the amount of people that come up after the show and are like, you know, me and my partner, like we watch you every night. Like this, you know, it's 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 brought us closer together. People were just like, yo, I went through like the wild depression. Yeah, your podcast got me out of like one girl. She came up. She was like, yo, like. I found out I had cancer and like yeah. every podcast episode I was listening to while I was doing chemo and like mm-hmm. now I'm clear like she's crying and I'm crying we're doing like the group hug and yeah. just wow. Wow. I remember one kid they wrote uh, they were like don't say my name on the air but they basically was like I'm gay I can't come out and I live with my parents and they know I'm gay and they make my life a living hell mm-hmm. every day and I want to run away mm-hmm. and the closest to running away I could do is lock myself in the room and listen to the podcast mm. And like it's someone wild, tells man. you that, it's like, heavy, man. You know, like, you know what like, I mean? Like it feels like now, okay, now I have a responsibility. responsibility. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's right. beyond like, yo, we're just having fun and da da da. It's yeah. like it's that balance because it's just yeah. like you kind of want like every now and then you'll see a comment like, yo, you guys aren't funny anymore. You're like, well, fuck you. I don't need to do this shit. <laughs> right. Like I'm still getting checks. Like you know fuck I mean? you. Go listen right. to some other shit. But at the same time, you yeah. have day one fans, and every now and they're just like, mm-hmm. like even I was at Coachella this weekend, and people coming up, they're like, yo, I've been listening to you guys since. Not even before you had podcasts. I've been following you guys on Twitter forever. Yeah. And they're just like, like people who are younger than us. And they're just like, I'm so proud of you guys. I'm yeah. like, the come up is so real. And like, these people are tearing up. They're just like, 
what you've done is amazing. But there's kind of an ownership that happens with the audience. Yeah. yeah. I always say when you create a show, when you create it, it's your show. But as soon as it goes on the air, it belongs it's to the audience. It's their show. Yeah. And you're, you become a curator of that show for them. And they're like, don't fuck it up for me. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, go, go back yeah. to this. Go back to that. Like, it's just like, yeah. well, you know, like, well, come on. We're moving on. We're upgrading. We're all maturing. Come along. Or you're right. going to get left behind because everyone else came along. Are you going to be the only stubborn person mm-hmm. that's like, yo, I'm not, I'm not coming along. Right. Like, listen, you're going to miss out. Do you guys have any ideas to do anything different with the show? I know you're starting with what you're doing now, but do mm-hmm. you see, like, are you going to do more? Are you going to do, like, um, take it on the road live shows type of thing? Yeah, for, oh, this, yeah, this, for sure. For There's the a bunch show of, that you're doing. We want to do, like, you uh-huh. know how ESPN has, like, game day? Mm-hmm. And they got right, that. Right. We're going to do that for, like, racial events and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> racial if, if Tiger Woods wins, wins another majors, we're going to be the only ones out there mad live. Like, <laughs> yo! Yo, he sank the shit out that motherfucking like, putt. It would be so good. Nah, shut the fuck up. Yo, that's my nigga Tiger right there. Yo, get him, also, son. Shout Yo, out to ice in his veins, B. Shout out to uh, ice in his veins. Tiger's good side for three hours. <laughs> like, everyone was like, you remember that Trump thing? I was like, I, they was like, oh, Tiger's your boy. I was like, that, that was two hours ago. I don't give a shit about this. But like, then, I just did this to make y'all mad on Twitter. Tiger's so bizarre, though, because yeah, there's like, remember that very early video of him being really young yeah. and talking about like, you know, black people get treated really badly right? in this yeah. sport and blah, blah, blah. He said, are you ready for me, world? You know, mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. yeah. And then he flipped it onto the like, I'm Eurasian shit. Like, yeah. and I was just like, my man. So basically, that's it was what, a that's, Asian. That's what that's we're what gonna do. Was. That's what we're gonna do yeah. when we sell out and like the show's just terrible. We're I just making that. we're just making references from our, our house in Colorado and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, the bison meat is delicious this time of year. Like, <laughs> shit. What the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> Today we're talking about title claim deeds. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be great if you guys were like covering like the royal wedding and yeah. things like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, if like, you guys were on the ground at the royal wedding, how great would that be? The most entertaining. You know what? Now we're starting to think. Now ever. we're starting to learn that. They need it's to get a, on that for you. Yeah, guys. it's just yeah. a logistics right. thing most of the time, and it's like yeah. flying out the stuff. And it's funny because we the show on Vice and was four times a week, so there was no time to travel. Exactly. Right. And you now, can actually plan you things. You can plan yeah. things. Right. You'd be like, yo, I want to do this. Right. Like we, the Red Sox and the Yankees are playing in London, uh-huh. but I think we're going to be on vacation at the time, so we can't cover it. And we was like, that would have been great to go to. But then also, and then it would like it would not have time in the air. But just imagine right. us. In London, like uh, no one else gives. No, a, be great. no one in London gives a shit yeah. about the Red Sox Yankees. But you have Meghan Markle. There. Yeah, you guys have to bring everyone. Like the birth of the baby or something. You feel me? Bring some gifts. Like, yo, some baby tins. Yo, here's some little baby tins. But right. yeah, no, nah, it was what because, and we knew it worked because, like, like you said, like we had very little opportunity to leave the studio mm-hmm. at, at Vice. At Vice, yeah. And but when we did, it was always a home run. Like we did, I like two of the best things that like. In retrospect, like, because when I was doing it, I fucking hated it. Mm-hmm. We did SantaCon, <laughs> which was like, to me, it's like the most obnoxious shit it's ever. Perfect. It's just like frat boys, drunk, yeah, pissing everywhere, it's, puking it's everywhere. It's the biggest celebration of, of it, too. It's the yeah. biggest celebration of white privilege on the East Coast. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Like, and I, and if you watch like, our special, there's little kids, there's kids smoking weed in front of cops, and the cops, cops are like, hey! It's my nephew Joey. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell your father you know to do well. But you almost have to respect it. You respect it. I was like, wow. So unabashedly there. I was like, yeah, wow. You know what I mean? I'm really, like, just out here. Y'all really yeah. wilding. Like, you know what right. I mean? I'm just looking at it like, wow, what, what is that like? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like watching a magician do some shit like, yo, right. how did you do that? Like, like, it felt like safari. I was, We were like on white people's safari. Right. I was like, this uh, is nuts. Is, wow. That's so nice. And they were all outside the super mm-hmm. sauce. And it was just like, at a, and it was a Saturday too. And I was just like, man, I could be home. Playing Nintendo with my kids, but I'm out here. I'm like, Duh! 
don't, I went into it mad. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And like that, that you felt that energy because it was a point where we were just like bombarded by like bros. They saw the camera and, it was and like, they saw the oh, camera. They, like, started, oh, they started dabbing on dabbing camera, on which camera, is just like wilding, smoking blunts, trying to grab the mic out of my hand. Yeah. I was like, yo, my man, if you don't let go of my motherfucking mic, we're going to have a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, Is this on camera? Yeah. Go just bring look at Santa Con. Look at Santa Con. And Santa Con, once it gets dark, you gotta get out of there. You gotta get the it fuck out of there. <laughs> New, York, like, New York becomes like a sundown. Yeah. I was like, yo, yo Larry, New York becomes a sundown town. Yeah, I'm saying like, we are out of here. <laughs> Santa Con. Santa Con is a sundown. I was like, I was you guys like, have to do a special in Santa Con. Yeah, we have to do a big I'm one. Serious. Yeah. You have because to do a big special. Yeah. That would be funny. the funniest thing. It's funny. White people do not like Santa Con. Yeah. There's a specific group of like young. Yeah. Privileged kids that it's a very it's compartmentalized a, area. And you yeah. go to stores and yeah. they're like, "We're not serving any Santas." And I was like, "That yeah. feels a little." I don't. I feel like if you yeah. replace Santa with a different word, yeah. this would be very problematic in 1950s. Yeah. It's like a rundown lunch counter. Santas only. <laughs> I'm just pouring milk on a Santa. Like, get out of here. Get out of here, you clown. And then the other one was the uh, the Art Basel thing, uh-huh. which was supposed to just be interstitials, uh-huh. but they kept the cameras rolling the whole time, and we gave them so much good stuff that right. they just did a special. That off they of just it. did an hour long. Special because it was our first time at Art Basel. It was like, yeah. and we were like, so it's just like you just hang down here, and they're like, no, we're gonna look at art. And we're just yeah, like yeah. looking at art. We're like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> And we're, right, at, right. we're like asking art. I'm like, what is this? And they're like, right. and I'm like, yeah, it's not. Yeah. But I'm like, how much is it? And they're telling them, I'm like, wow, Ooh, okay, wow. all right, good luck with that hustle. Yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's why Swiss Beats is buying this yeah. and not me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you can't say the non-expertise expertise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we just say a lot of things because you're not interested yeah. in that part of the expertise. No. You're interested in the other part. Yeah, right. if you just say right. shit with your chest, like, yeah, it'll, we're, it'll, it'll fly. we're like, so like, it was this difficult to do? They're like, I've been training for ten years. I was like, let's do this. Yeah, in three I should days. look easy. This you just put some construction paper on that other yeah. paper. I was like, nah, we, we'll be here next year. And they're just like, no, oh, you won't. Like, I went to school first. I was like, no. You drew a titty on a paper. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> you sold it for ten thousand dollars. Like oh I think I could God. do that. Well, guys, really thank you for coming by. It's Thanks been for so having much us, man. Yeah. I'm such a, not only a fan of your show, but just rooting for it to just pierce all the those walls that it needs to get through for people to see it and enjoy it and everything. Thank, thank you, man. I think you're gonna have a nice long run. But before you go, listen, you blaze the trail, brother. Oh you know man, you know it's yeah. all good. It's a you know it all goes in the same pot as far as I'm concerned. That's, listen, know? when you had that segment, keep it one hundred. Hey man, listen, that was real. Everyone was like, "What? One hundred? Keep it one hundred? What is keep it one hundred? Is that an emoji? Yeah. Emoji? <laughs> I think it means a hundred. I think it means a hundred marijuanas." People thought when they saw the emoji, they said, "Oh, look, they made an emoji for the thing you said in the show." Said, "No, you don't understand. That existed for years. Yes, that's a thing. Yeah, that, by by the like, time it gets to white people, like I always have a, a Today Show." Um, if something is said in the Today Show, it's time to stop using it. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, yeah. it, once the Today Show says unfleek, you uh, know, you it's yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. And then you, you know, just right. hear it, and it's like, you hear the record scratch, you're like, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. what, what was yeah, that? Exactly. When Ellen dabbed, it was over it's for the over. dab. No, yeah. when Hillary, Hillary dabbed. dabbed. Yeah, it was and, over. And the longer things can stay underground and low key, the better it is. That's what know? we feel yeah. nervous sometimes because it's like, yeah. there's certain things we're just like, they're not ready to know about this yet. Because we don't want to be the person to ruin it. You don't want to break it. Yeah. Because I remember, we the Millie Rock had just come out uh-huh. and MTV2 was like we're doing an episode all about the Millie Rock and I was like no, no like, come on. Like, and then they oh. brought in the creator of the Millie Rock and he's like Millie Rock while they're like reading something right. and I'm like this is this and it was just weird like they like they knew that they had us mm-hmm. so they're like yo these guys are tapped into like black Twitter and like yeah. culture yeah. and hip hop culture and everything yeah. right. and like 
what, what like what's what's what are you guys what's talking about? What's what's viral? And I remember very vividly, like we were on a show. I'm not gonna slander anybody, but like remember the ah, got him, that guy, that meme mm-hmm. from like that. It was like the one viral thing, the one viral right. thing, and they shoehorn that shit mm-hmm. into like six different segments. I was just like, mm-hmm. my man. And it's like you this know, like, not you, you're not working. in a position of power to be like, yo, fam, this ain't exactly. it. But you're just sitting right, there, and you're right, like, right. damn, wow. people want to see my face on this. Damn, oh, this is mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so in the Vice show, you used to ask uh, what the rainbow was, and on your new show, you asked what the neon sign is. So mm-hmm. I gotta ask both of you guys, Jesus. What is your neon sign? What does my neon sign say? Uh, this West Coast living is quite sweet. Nice. Okay. This is nice. And the kid Miro. My kids, I hope I'm making you proud. Shout out to the BX all day. East Tremont do we have. 40 up forever. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace. See and free my man since. Free Freaky. I love you. The whole hood. I'm, I'm gonna keep going. Shout out to Larry Wilmore. You know what I'm saying? The God. You know what I'm saying? G A W D. You know what I'm saying? Exclamation point. Holla at your boy at the Kid Merrill. The very Vince Staple esque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we had Hannibal Burris on, shout out to the Hobie. He was the first person that he just kept going with yeah. the rainbow. Right. And you just see the person that does the graphics like, stop. Exactly. Stop. Crash the computers. If you guys see the episode of Vince Staples, he goes on and he on. Goes trying, on. To, trying to get a deal at Showtime. And all the Showtime networks right. exist. like, yeah, yeah, please don't tell him my real name. And he called us the Sodega Boys, and it was like clearly like a, like a, a crypt thing. Right. But I feel like, I guess Showtime doesn't understand that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. So they wrote it with an S. Right. And I was just like, Jesus and Miro, you guys on Showtime. Uh, Yo, oh, thank also, you, shout out to my wife because she'll be pissed if I shout oh. out the kids and not her. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> work it. Work it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Peace.